0: I've got the victory living inside of me. I got the great, I can't overcome. This ain't no time to turn back. No place to cross back. I gotta keep pressing on till every battle is won. Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, Where my faith grows stronger and where I learn how to be an overcomer. God's will is that you overcome, not that you be overcome and overwhelmed, that you be, and I uh, experience victory in the challenges of life, not being a victim, and, and being in defeat, and being in despair. That's never the will of God. Uh, but you do have to do your part. The Scripture said th- this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So there's a, there's a manward side to your victory. There, there's a part that we play in receiving what has already been bought and paid for by the Master uh, but, you know, no, no gift is enjoyed unless it is received. And it's got to be received by faith. That's how you receive God's gifts. So uh, there are answers. There's help. There's hope. There's victory no matter how bad it's been. Get your Bible. Get something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom with us. We've saved you a place uh, right up front. Uh, and what I mean by that is uh, don't have the idea that we're coming into your uh, living room or bedroom or office. or No, we want you to come in here with us. Turn everything off and, and give this your full attention. Just a few minutes. It's not a lot of time. Give it your full attention and you will hear from the Lord. And just like we got, that's why we confess this when we start off. Uh, before we're done, your spirit will have been fed, hallelujah. hallelujah. And just like when you eat a good meal naturally, well, you're no longer hungry and weak, you got a feeling of, of, of fullness and satisfaction and you get strength from that. And so that's exactly what happens spiritually. Father, all of us agree together today concerning this, asking for the anointing, asking for utterance, asking for guidance, And direction answers and help for right now and we know it's your will to to show us and give it to us we thank you for doing it in Jesus name amen Amen. hallelujah would you turn please in our great textbook the Bible to the book of Philippians Philippians and the second chapter Uh, if you've been uh, joining us here in faith school then you know that for some time now we've been on the subject of uh, faith for healing. And we took one by one the individual cases of healing in the ministry of Jesus, 20 of them in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and we studied each one individually. And these were handpicked by the Holy Spirit because the scripture tells us that multitudes of people were healed. Uh, in Jesus' ministry, and not just on one occasion, multiple occasions, uh, multitudes. So there were tens of thousands at least, and we have 20 (laughs) out of all those thousands. Why? Well, uh, the Spirit of God handpicked these because uh, everything He said about them applies to everyone in every generation uh, it is the anointed, perfect Word of God. If you weren't with us, it would benefit you to go back and watch them and listen to them. All you got to do is go to faithschool.org and, uh, and you know, pull up uh, on the menus and see which ones to watch. These are the individual cases. There's no charge, uh, no cost, but each one will put something in you from the Spirit of God and build your faith, and will push doubt, and questioning, and unbelieving reasoning, it'll displace it out of you. And it will uh, displace weakness, and fill you in the place of that strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Only the Word of God can do that. Uh, I I didn't write this. Uh, The Spirit of God said these things. And He did anoint us. to to minister this part of it. And so you want to take advantage of this. You want to feed on this. And when you find something that really feeds your spirit, a message, a series, a thing, you find something, man, it stirred you up, it excited you, it built you up. You want to hear that same thing again. Hear it again. Don't just say, well, I heard that. I'm done. No, no. That's like saying, I ate potatoes one time. I'm done. (laughs) No, you'll eat them again because what they did for you 20 years ago, they'll do for you again. And so the word of God, Jesus said, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And so we went through those and then we didn't stop there. We got to the book of Acts. And we went through uh, five or so different cases that's recorded in the book of Acts. Because how do you get faith? Faith comes by hearing what the Lord said. And uh, faith about healing comes from hearing about these things on healing. Well, we, we, we completed that segment of the book of Acts, and we're to the epistles now. And to my knowledge, there's only one case of healing that where we're given any detail. Now, we're, there's a couple of cases where we're told that somebody had an issue, but we're, we're not told how they received and any of that. But there's one case right here in Philippians, uh, a man by the name of Epaphroditus. Now, I'm not guaranteeing the pronunciation of that. Uh, I actually have read different scholars that, that pronounce it, put the accent on different parts of the syllable. But, uh, you know, our names are different today. Epaphroditus (laughs) we say Joe (laughs) John, Betty Epaphroditus so you may hear me shorten it once in a while and just call him Epi (laughs) brother brother Epi you know that's what happens uh, in home life no matter what your name is it gets shortened to one syllable have you noticed that? (laughs) so uh, anyway let's find out about Brother uh, Epi. Uh, Philippians chapter 2 and verse uh, 25, he said, I supposed it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, uh, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. For he longed after you all, and was full of heaviness, because that you had heard that he had been sick. For indeed he was sick, nigh unto death, but God had mercy on him. Hallelujah. And not on him only, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I sent him therefore the more carefully that when you see him again, you may rejoice and that I may be the less sorrowful. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness and hold such in reputation because for the work of Christ, he was near unto death, not regarding his life, to supply your lack of service toward me. So in these four short chapters in this uh, letter uh, to the Philippians, it wasn't written in chapter and verse. It was just written a letter from uh, Paul to this church, Philippi. uh, And is obviously inspired by the Holy Spirit and given to us for every generation. So this is... uh, Prime real estate, if you will, <laughs> right? Uh, a segment of these four chapters devoted to what happened with this man called Epaphroditus. So this has got to be important. Would you agree? Important to us today, now. And it is a, a good story with a happy ending, <laughs> Can you see that? <laughs> Brother Eppy got healed. And, uh, and he's talking about when they see him again and realize what God has done for him and how he spared him and them that they would rejoice, that they would be glad. Well, is it still good to be healed today? Yes. Oh, yes, it is. Is it still something God does in line with his mercy? Yes, yes. Yes, it is. So uh, what, what can we learn from this? Let's just say it out loud. Class, uh, Lord, Lord open, my open my eyes to see what you're saying to me, saying to through, me. This through this passage. What am I to get from this? What am I to, am I to understand? Am I to understand? How, am I to How am I to apply it to my life? My life. Ask it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, uh, we see that uh, what happened, verse 25, he said, I supposed it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. Now, a lot of people are familiar with the fourth chapter of uh, uh, Philippians just just turn over uh, to the last chapter there verse uh, 15 he said uh, you Philippians know that in the beginning of the gospel when I departed from Macedonia no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving but you only so Paul uh, had traveled to this place and and preached to them first time they'd ever heard the gospel started a church out of the people that got saved. And he was uh, their spiritual father, if you will. And uh, they were the only ones that had been sending financial and material support to him during this time. Now, that's uh, not a good report on the other churches, <laughs> right? I mean, there's several other churches that he had started. Where are they, you know? Uh, but it just uh, drives home the point when the Lord deals with you to do something as far as sowing and supporting something, you better do it because you may be the only one who obeys out of, out of a number of people that the Lord dealt with to do it. Now, that doesn't mean if somebody's believing God that they're going to go with their needs not met. Because even if 20 people won't obey God, he'll he'll do it some way. It, do, do you understand that? I mean, you know, uh, he had ravens fly food in for the man of God. You remember that? I mean, he can do it. Uh, a million and one different ways. But... He wants to use certain people in certain situations for multiple reasons. He wants to let them be a part of it, and they need to sow the seed. He wants them to be able to reap off of that in time to come. I'm just saying it pays to obey. Do you believe that, class? It pays to obey, and it is important that we obey promptly, and that the Lord doesn't have to tell us ten times. And we procrastinate and put things off and and toy with it and play with it. If you're in need of something and you're believing God for something. uh, And he's dealing with somebody to to be a part of helping you. When do you want them to obey? When do you you want them to put it off indefinitely? Well, then you want to sow the way you want to reap. Because actually we are reaping the way we have sown. If you drag your feet and you procrastinate and you don't obey, well, you're going to get to enjoy some of that (laughs) in your near future. No, everybody say it pays pays. To to obey. And you want to obey in the way that you want somebody else to respond when you're on the receiving end. And so, um, Uh, Keep reading here. He said, you uh, were the only ones uh, that, that were involved with me in giving and receiving. For even in Thessalonica, verse 16, you sent once and again to my necessity. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. This is exactly what I was just talking about. Paul knew by the Spirit of God that God could take care of him if none of his churches were involved with giving to him. But He wants them to get the reward. Come on, can you see that? He wants them to be the part they should be and not miss out. Not only benefit in this life, but in the world to come. The eternal rewards that come from these things. How many think that it was a good investment sowing into Paul's ministry back then? (laughs) That's an understatement. I mean, whose writings are we preaching out of at faith school today? All these centuries later. Well, if that hadn't come out, see, when did that come out? When the Spirit of God inspired him to write this church at Philippi. Is when this revelation came out. It came through him. Well, if he hadn't have been fed clothed, if he hadn't had the parchments, parchments to write on, et cetera, et cetera. Can you see what I'm talking about? It wouldn't have come out. We wouldn't know about it. We wouldn't hear it. And the, how about the people that did sow in, these these Philippians that did sow into him? Now, it's been centuries since they were on the earth. They're still reaping dividends, spiritual, can you see this, spiritual harvest off of what they supported because they got a part of what we're doing right now and every church that preaches out of the book of Philippians, every pastor, every minister, everywhere, they got a part of that because they helped it, they helped facilitate it's coming out and it's going out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Makes you want to sow, doesn't it? Sew <laughs> <laughs> so into something good. And he said, uh, verse 18, this is what I was getting to, But I have all, and abound, I am full, having received of who? Brother Brother (laughs) Epi, Epaphroditus, the things which were sent from you. Uh, An odor, we'd say fragrance, of a sweet smell a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. And in the verse that many are familiar with, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That is a word from the Lord through Paul, not just to random strangers, to his partners. Can you see that? In response to God using them to meet his needs. His needs were met when Epaphroditus brought things from the church at Philippi and he got them to Paul. They would have been in the form of clothes, parchments, coat, maybe some money and some things. But in those days, You didn't have, obviously, the technology. You didn't have the travel. Uh, I mean, you know, top speed uh, on land was, you know, what, 10 miles an hour? And you averaged about four. And so what, if I understand correctly, this is a trip of some 800 to 1,000 miles. And now that's like, that's like going, you know, on the slow form of transportation today to the other side of the world. It's uh, And it was arduous. It was dangerous. I mean, it was, uh, uh, you didn't have the safety and protections. You didn't have all the places to stay. Um, it just was a lot of people left to go on trips. And you never heard from them again. That's the way it was for century after century. And so um, Epaphroditus, uh, I'm assuming he volunteered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I think so. From what, what, thing, what little we learn about him in this, um, I would say that he volunteered and he brought from the church, things to Paul that helped him and, and met his needs and, if we look at other scriptures, encouraged him, strengthened him. Uh, it's something how that somebody coming to see you, or coming to, uh, to you in your time of, of need, visit you, be with you, and they come in faith and come in love, just seeing them walk through the door can really help you, can really encourage you. Uh, I, I've been in that situation. Years ago, I was in a situation where somebody in the family was having a real problem, and, and I was with them at the hospital. And, and uh, uh, you know, after a while, just not getting sleep and this and that, you, get, you can get tired. And when you get tired it's harder to yield to the Spirit. And, and, and when you're surrounded by bad things and, and you're not hearing and seeing good things, all that, all that environment works against you. And um, I was sitting there waiting on something else and, and um, a friend of mine, a minister of mine and his wife walked through the door. And it, it just seemed to me almost like it lit up the room. I was like... <laughs> Oh, praise God, you know, <laughs> some help, right? So, some reinforcements, some help. And so Paul at this time was a prisoner. And, um, you know, he had, uh, we read in the book of Acts, the last account that we studied was him on the ship going to Rome. And so that's that's why I say that's a distance from uh, Philippi, from of some 800 to 1,000 miles, depending on how you go. Part of it was by water, and part of it was over land. And we know about those ship trips. I mean, We read about that <laughs> in the book of Acts. Oh, man. I mean, there was no weather forecasting, right? You know when you found out about a storm? <laughs> when you got in the middle, you're like, uh-oh, there's a storm. <laughs> yeah, and by that time... And, and those old sailing ships—you you could not run anything, you know. You're, so it was dangerous. It was arduous. And so uh, when Paul, after being through all that, and he's in the prison, and uh, you know nobody can can do things for you just because uh, they want to—they they couldn't send anything to him. FedEx is what I'm talking about. They <laughs> they they couldn't right. No UPS. And and so uh, how do you fix this? Well, first of all, somebody's got to care. Right? Care enough to give and care enough to make this trip. Because, you know, uh, there there were too too many people willing to lie and steal. and, And so the only safe way to do it is to hand carry it from Philippi (laughs) to where Paul is and to to get it from your hands to his hands. That's the only way you can be sure he's going to get it. And so Epaphroditus was the man. He did it. He's called a messenger of the church. And um, the, excuse me, the, the spirit of God through Paul said that it, What he brought and the things that he had received that that made him full and met his needs was a fragrance to God. Paul is saying, you guys are talking about the people at Philippi. Y'all didn't just give that to me. You gave it to God. It was a sacrifice that God received personally when you gave it to me. You know, Jesus talked about that, didn't he? He said, inasmuch as you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. And so in doing it for Paul, they did it for the Lord. And, and he said, the Spirit of God here said that these it would have been, like I said, maybe some money, some clothes, some parchments, some food, some things that he needed that he didn't have access to. He couldn't leave and go get it himself. Um, and the scripture said that that became a spiritual f- sweet smell. We're talking about natural things. Money, clothes, stuff. And yet it became a spiritual sweet smell to God that was pleasing to God and that he accepted, well pleased with it. And then Paul wanted them to know that now they got Paul's faith working for them, meeting their needs. Come on, can you see this? Reckon, reckon Philippi's going to be all right. Reckon their, their needs are going to be met. Oh, yeah. He said, and I want you to know, I'm paraphrasing, since you've done this and you've sent this to me and you've gone to this effort and expense, and Epaphroditus did, I want you to know my God, Paul's God, same God that's met my needs like this, he shall supply your needs. Hallelujah. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That's inexhaustible. That's, unfa- that, that's independent and above what's happening on the ground. Can you say amen? amen? Now it's in this setting that Epaphroditus got sick. And hallelujah got healed. Back up if you would to the second chapter again. He said, I supposed it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, and companion in labor, and fellow soldier, and messenger, and he that ministered to my wants. Now, it's obvious that Paul, and the Spirit of God speaking through Paul, have a very high estimation of Brother Epi. Notice what he calls him, my brother. He calls him my companion in labor, my co-laborer, my fellow soldier, fellow soldier, and your messenger. that, That word's the same word as apostle. Your sent one, and he that ministered to my wants. One of the greatest things is God using you or I to be an answer to somebody's prayers. Isn't it? What to be used like that? Somebody's in need of something and God puts it in our hands, gives us the ability and opportunity and we're able to deliver it to them and their, their need is met, their distress is relieved and they're rejoicing and they're encouraged. Is that wonderful to be used of God like that? And he's saying, Brother Eppie, that's exactly who he is and what he did for me. And our time's up today. <laughs> Said out loud. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome this world by faith. I am strong in faith, giving glory to God. As you can see, we've just introduced this. Come back with us tomorrow. There's more to see. See you soon here in Faith School. I've got no-